Hey, welcome into the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with the Worth Brothers, Josh Woo. and Jordan. What's up, everybody? Draft day. Oh, it is draft day. We are recording this a uh, little over an hour before our uh, our big draft, our league of record draft starts today. So you guys excited? Oh, oh my gosh. Excited doesn't even do it justice. This is like Christmas morning. I literally woke up my fiance by shaking her this morning, telling her that it was draft day. So she probably hates me right now. But <laughs> if you guys can, it is the last weekend before football starts. Do something nice for your ladies. Take them out. Make them, you know, do something. We went out to dinner last night. Same. Had to, had to get them ready for, <laughs> for losing us for the next uh, 20 weeks of football. 18 weeks of the regular season and the nice playoff time we got. So I feel and bad. If you don't have a lady, you know, uh, take yourself out for something nice. You can go out with us. Treat yourself. Everybody can go out with us. Yeah, you can take your man out too. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to do. That's well played. Well played. All right. So let's get into a little bit of uh, news that's been happening around the league. So looks like uh, the, the madness with Jimmy G is finally over. Uh, not what I expected, but he re-signed with the 49ers. Yeah. The one thing that's not over with that saga <laughs> is the drawing of Jimmy G. I'm still following this. I love it. It's I, it's hilarious. What what what's her what's her Twitter name? Do you do you know it off the top of your head? No, I, I can't. I, I want to give her a shout out because like 243 today. It, it is the they and they keep getting better. I I gotta give her gotta give her props for she that. She really puts her heart into it. Oh man, it is so good. And the fact that she's still going with it, even though she knows that he resigned, is like the best thing ever. It's, it could be years before he gets traded. You could also get <laughs> yeah. traded after like week one or week two. You don't even know. That's so. True. That's true. I do a find this a little and he could be landing himself in a nice spot. I find it a little interesting though, you know, that that they would re-sign him, even even with a restructured deal. Like, if you really truly want to move on to Lance, like I don't know. I, I don't know how much confidence that gives him. I like he said, Oh, I love having him around, but at the same time, like what is what does that do in the back of your mind if you're him? Like, if I if I struggle too much, we have a win now roster. Does he get replaced? Like, do you think they would go that route? No, okay. no. I think, I think they made it really clear this offseason what the deal is there. I think the only way Jimmy G starts is if Lance gets hurt. That's the only way he starts. This you think that's why they kept year. him on too? Is just like they have a win now roster. That's a like, good reason. I think so. Okay. I, I think this is a smart move by the Niners, realistically, to keep a guy who they know could like lead their team to the playoffs in a worst case scenario where they lose their starting quarterback. So, yeah. and if yeah. nobody else is going to give them value for him, like why cut him and let him go to potentially a division rival in Seattle or, or one of these teams they might face later in the playoffs. Like, you know, yeah. it, it's just good football. They also want to see Trey Rance run the ball a lot and that leaves him open to injury even more than a quarterback that can protect yeah. in the pocket. So, you know, having Jimmy G there, it doesn't, as long as they're not paying, you know, a starting quarterback salary to him and they're not anymore, then still it should work the, out. Well, yeah, still one of the highest paid backups, but it, it just kind of, I guess, but kind of surprised me. There's no quarterback. You can, you know, they, those guys all get paid right now. Yeah. How, <laughs> how many starting quarterbacks is Jimmy G better than? I think it's at least a handful, three or four. I think it's at least four. bare minimum. Yeah. Yeah. At least. So, four. yeah, I think this is a good business move. Yeah, definitely. 
What else do we got? Because we got a, a fun segment. That yeah. I so get we got uh, Drake London. It sounds like he returned to practice. He was not a full participant, but he um, he did get back, do some some walkthroughs, some light drills. It does look like he's going to be ready for week one. They haven't announced whether or not he's going to be out or not, but does look like he's going to return. Nice. Uh, I love it. Yeah, that is that's actually really good news. Uh, you know for the, the team in general, but for him, I mean, we didn't get to see a lot of him preseason because of the injury. So I am excited to see him out on the field with, with uh, Kyle Pitts and stuff and see what happens out there. Yeah. Him being injured has lowered his price a little bit too. Like if you're doing like a dynasty rookie draft right now, you might be able to get him like mid to late first round. And that's an absolute steal smash that like, this is, you know, maybe the highest upside wide receiver in this draft. Um, I'm a huge believer in Drake London. I like where I'm getting him in redraft leagues even because he goes pretty late because he didn't get so much hype. So you took him at two, right? In our rookie draft? I took him at one, two in our rookie draft. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's a lot of people that, I mean, if you're still in your rookie drafts, you don't know sometimes who to take at the one, two. It's like Brees Hall and then, uh, yeah. Uh, and I think Drake London is a fantastic smash pick there. I also like a a little Garrett Wilson too, personally, but I, I loved his, everything about him coming into one two for me so. pierce now so but anyways no <laughs> i'm just kidding oh, man that's a joke, joke. That was also a joke. if you could trade damian pierce yeah and for a first round draft pick this year or a first round draft pick next year like do, do yeah especially I, next year i had to it was yeah it's too funny but the, the hype <laughs> is real um okay so uh cam Akers and uh henderson are both good to go ready for week one sounds like it's going to be a split um I don't know how even the split's going to be, but you know that's something to to keep an eye on. It's good to hear that they're both back and ready to go for week one. Yeah, I think if uh, Henderson's totally healthy, then the pass work favors him a little bit, and that that's intriguing to me. Yeah, he was great last year uh, on the pass game with them. I'm worried about Acres, guys. I, I own him in a dynasty league, and I've been trying to ship him out. I can't get anybody to bite, so that's that's a. I'm you know I'm rooting for him. I really am, but I'm worried about Acres. Yeah, I if, thought if about it healthy, for a second. Then it, he could be a steal right now, and maybe you know, maybe well, that's the case. Seen, but we haven't seen a healthy guy yet. I know. I'm, I'm fading him in redraft. If you're listening to this before your redraft league drafts, and you're thinking about taking him early in the third round or something like that, uh, you might want to reconsider yeah that's that's where i'm at you just sent me one of those trade offers and i did i had to, i had to pivot quickly i i'm sorry i i thought about it for like three seconds uh, on keep trade cut it was more oh it was fair it was. i've been willing to sell him for slightly lower than his price and i still cannot get what i would like so yeah i guess acres is going to be on that team going in it's okay i have a lot of running back depth there but uh it's not ideal i'm not very stoked on it i think there's worse guys you could be stuck with Uh, for sure i mean the upside is is still awesome that's a great offense and you're probably going to know pretty quick if you want to actually have him in your starting lineup or not yeah yeah first couple weeks you're gonna you're gonna figure it out pretty quick so we had uh the up and down roller coaster for trey lumberg's continue the Titans came out and said that they have a major role plan for him in the offense. It's kind of what I expected when they drafted him. Right. But the all the reports out of camp, <laughs> the very be- especially the beginning of camp, that he wasn't football ready and all that. The and now, yeah, and now it's, it's one thing after another. I mean, he was playing into the fourth quarter. I mean, they yeah. had him doing all sorts of things. And now all of a sudden, boom, it's out. They want a major role for him. I could see it happening. He's someone to keep an eye on in redrafts. If you've got a keeper league, 
not someone bad to take a, a flyer on the end just to see what can happen. Not at the end because he is going, you know, yeah, probably he's going in the eighth, or ninth, eighth or ninth round. Yep. Right around there. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on there. Let's see. Uh, oh, Trey Sermon was uh, cut from the 49ers roster and was then claimed off waivers by the Eagles. I'm not sure if this is something that was done because of the Sanders injury and it was like trying to keep a, another running back on the roster or if he's going to stay on the roster, what his role is going to be with the team. I don't know what the role is with the team necessarily, but to me, I think a lot of teams probably wanted to pick him up off of waivers just because he, you know, he he had a pretty decent draft capital and the Niners never gave him a chance on the field at all. So there's probably teams out there that are like, well, who knows? Let's go. Let's kick the tires on this young, talented back and see what happens. And the Eagles, you know, they, they might not necessarily be sold on Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell either, just like they're not sold on Miles Sanders. So, yeah, I don't think the Eagles have the, the greatest backfield in the world there. So I think they were comfortable taking a shot on a guy who was like an early third round draft pick. And who really has, like Josh said, done nothing, like not been given a chance on the field yet. Maybe he just didn't fit that scheme. I don't really know. The Niners said they would have liked to keep him, that they that it was simply that Jordan Mason outplayed him. And they were really hoping that he wouldn't get claimed and they could add him to their practice squad. But you really can't believe anything out of San Francisco. So maybe he's terrible. Like maybe he's just not an NFL running back and he's never going to really see any time on the field or maybe I have no, maybe he breaks through in the Eagles. I mean, that offense could be really good. You never know. I think this is a good landing spot for him because it's at least an opportunity that, you know, the Eagles are going to run the ball and you know that they don't really care who they give the ball to. And And you don't know what that running back room is. Yeah. What it's going to look like anyways. So is he a a keeper, a cut for you guys in dynasty? I've seen a lot of people cutting him in dynasty. And would you guys hold him still or I almost cut him on my dynasty team when he was cut from the Niners. I couldn't really find anybody I preferred. So I hung on to him. And now that he's got a shot with the Eagles, I'm going to hang on just for a little while. If there's somebody out there that you like more, like mm-hmm. you know, take a shot for sure. Like, I don't think you need to hold him, but. Uh, if there's nobody you're, you know, don't just drop him for free. If there's nobody worth picking up on your waiver wire, yeah. especially cause week one's coming, right? You know, I've never been a fan of just dropping a guy and having a open waiver, you know, open spot on your roster. Um, you don't know what could happen with that guy that you just cut. And he just got signed to the Eagles for a lot of people that just, that happened. They dropped him and had an open ro- roster spot. And all of a sudden he's somebody that's on the waiver that people are going to put a little bit of money on at the very end of the off off season before the fab resets. Yeah. So. Maybe if you're in a league that doesn't use fab and having an open roster spot can give you some kind of advantage, then I would maybe consider just dropping him. But yeah, if you're using fab, which you should be, I think then, uh, yeah, go ahead and just hang on to him. See who pops week one, see if he has a role in Philly week one, and then you can move on from there. Yeah. Uh, this was the best, probably the best <laughs> update that I've ever gotten in the history of my sleeper updates. Uh, Kenny Galladay was running with the stiffness of a mannequin. And I, I could, I got it. And I was like, literally laughed out loud when I read it because Same. I can, I could actually see it like happening. And it's so unfortunate because like I was, 
I was so I, I loved Kenny Galladay, man. And last year was just so bad. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe it was an outlier season. Like it it can happen. He had a bad year, injury riddled, whatever. And then he comes right back into camp again and he just looks terrible again. And now running with every the stiffness report, of a mannequin. Every report on this guy has been awful. I I mean, I've seen people drafting him in reject. He got drafted in our league last night and like Okay, oh, no. that was a, that was like, a weird league. I, I'm not gonna lie, very strange. not that a weird, was, not a weird league. Just weird settings and the draft was was strange. It was. Adam Thielen went in the fourth round. Oh. I've never seen anything like that in it's my a life. Twelve team. It's not like a a twenty team or something. No, crazy. It, it threw me off so bad. I was just like, whoa, okay. Um, but it was pretty funny. But yeah, Kenny Galladay. If you're drafting your your redraft leagues tomorrow, tonight, whenever, avoid him. Don't even don't even put him on your bench with the last pick. You're nope. gonna end up dropping him. They have they've He's got new be wide on receivers. The wire. He will. And he has they've got new wide receivers to fill in, younger guys, faster guys. They're they're ready to go there. You know, so it's there's a chance he's not even yeah, not take even Wandale Robinson with, with your last pick. Can I tell you what I visualize when I when I hear Kenny Galladay is please, running with the stiffness of a mannequin? Well, the last thing I heard about him too was that he was like the slowest guy on in in the wide receiver room. So, which doesn't surprise me. They've got you know young talented dudes there. Um, but I just imagine him being like wheeled around by a department store employee <laughs> on the field in like just the same pose, ready to catch a ball in a run. <laughs> Yeah, and then they have to like adjust his arms to make the catch. You know? <laughs> the first time I thought of it was like him running like, you know, Forrest Gump before he like breaks out of his like leg things. <laughs> like he's running like super stiff. Like that was the first thing I thought of. Like him just running with those, like, and then he like breaks out of them. Hey, maybe he'll break out of them and he's gonna be, you know. Run, Kenny Gallon his Kenny. breakout season <laughs> means something else entirely. Yeah, so that was that was me, but so Kenny uh, Gainwell is the true Kenny G. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Marlon Mack ended up getting cut by the Houston Texans. He did end up back on their practice squad. Um, so he's still there. Something to monitor, but Damian Pierce definitely is the RB1. He has skyrocketed in the embodiment of that chart up emoji. Yeah. Like (laughs) Pierce Sisson. Yeah. It's It's there. Uh, But man, it's scary. I'm not jumping clear onto that hype. I've seen him. I've seen him in value. If I can get him at a reasonable price. Absolutely. He's a starting running back. I was getting him in like the 11 and now he's going to like seven one. And I, there's other players in the seventh there that I would rather have. I, I also usually go a little bit RB heavy at the beginning. I yeah. mean, if if you're if you're really wide receiver heavy, it's it's Smash not a bad that thing. In the sixth, if you took early wide, receivers. if you're all early wide receivers, definitely it's worth it to take. I mean, he is a starting RB one, and it's yeah. hard to get those that late. So it makes sense if you went, you know, zero RB or you know zero uh went wide receiver heavy with an early tight end it makes sense to go that early because if you wait till them you know end of the seventh early eighth he's not making it there in a lot of leagues in your home leagues he might be there in like the ninth ninth round that's yeah. where his actual adp is is around the ninth round but but guys are reaching and that's climbing so oh it's sure. climbing yep. i saw him go at six four in a <laughs> draft i was watching earlier today and that was a little too much for me um um, another starting running back that's going around there too is Rashad Penny. Uh, Seahawks recently came out and said he is going to be the starting running back week one. So 
And it's good to see him healthy. It's yeah. good to see and him. And he was effective last season. Yes. You know, so that that's another name to to think about around there. I don't know. Damian Pierce is unproven other than in preseason, and he's still on a really bad offense. Yeah. So is Rashad Penny, but at least you've seen him be effective on a bad offense. 100%. 100%. All right. We're going to transition now into uh, a game called Would You Rather. Um, it's kind of an interesting uh, game here that we've got. So we're going to take two running backs uh, on the same team, like a committee running back, and decide would you rather have the early running back with the later wide receiver that's being drafted around the same time as the the other running back or would you rather have the the later running back on the team with an early wide receiver so we're gonna we're gonna start it out with um javante williams and melvin gordon so would you rather have an early round wide receiver going in the second round mike evans and melvin gordon or would you rather have Javante Williams going in the second round or Christian Kirk? Where and would you Christian guys? Kirk. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, correct. <laughs> so, I mean, there's been some tweets going around that like Melvin Gordon's going to have the high value touches in this offense that it's not exact like that. Maybe it's a 55 45 in favor of Javante, but Gordon's going to be in on all the goal line and stuff. I just there's no like there's no evidence of that that's real and you were saying that a lot of people are roasting these tweets online like so part of, yeah part of that like Benjamin Albright I I love him I follow him I pay close attention to him he's always with all the Broncos stuff but when it comes to the running back stuff I I have a hard time with it because last year he said the same thing he said Melvin Gordon was going to be a 70-30 split or 60-40 split with Javante and they were just gonna you know sprinkle in Javante and all this stuff and I was just like okay I didn't really buy into it you know too much ended up being a dead 50 50 split and then this year he's saying oh yeah they're you know Melvin Gordon could be the RB the actual RB1 all these like high value touches all that stuff I know they want to use Javante I mean you, they saw what he could do last year. It's a new coaching regime. They want to use Javante. I'm not saying Melvin Gordon's going to go away, but to me, Javante is still going to be getting those value touches too. To me, yeah, we've seen this split. Like, there's no reason to think that they're going to pull Javante off the field to put Melvin Gordon in for goal line work. Like, they're going to both be on the field. They're going to split the work about 50 50. But this offense is going to be way better than last year, and that's really what you should be excited about. You shouldn't be fading either of these guys, in my opinion, just because, like, oh, they're going to split the work. The offense is going to be significantly better. The scoring opportunities are going to go way up. Like, they're they're both really good draft picks. I'm on the Javante and Christian Kirk side of this. Part of that is that I think Christian Kirk is a really good value later, but also I think, um, you know, Gordon's getting up there in age uh he's had some injury history and so even if they're splitting you know for most of the season if uh if something happens with gordon we've seen what javante can do and with the increase in the offense i like both of these guys if you miss on javante in the second round i would absolutely take melvin gordon late like yeah I think both are great investments. I think if you're in a full PPR, like, cause we're talking, let's talk full PPR with this too. If you're in a full PPR too, I mean, Mike Evans is Mike Evans. He's great. 
Mm-hmm. But Mike Evans also usually only catches around 70 to 80 passes. I think his career high is like 96 passes. No, I think he had like uh actually yeah, yeah, that's about right. Sorry. Yeah, I was he he has like over 100 targets, but I was looking right. I was looking earlier today we I was that's what I was talking to you guys about was the the um would you have, you know, uh Keenan Allen or a, a Mike Evans at their spot. So I I looked this up earlier, you know. So he's in a PPR league, you can miss out on Mike Evans because he is a touch he's more of a touchdown dependent wide receiver. So in a half PPR type thing, I would go there, but Javante could hit and he had a split backfield last year, still had over 900 yards, still like he had everything. And I think that the offense, like you said, is better this year, more touchdown opportunities for him. I don't think they're going to just pull him off the field to throw Gordon in there. He proved last year he can get into the end zone too in the red zone. So I think it's going to be interesting. I too would rather have Javante and Christian Kirk. What about you? This is tough for me because I, I like either. I mean, there's, I don't think you lose here. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but the, you know, the Javante side, it, Javante with Christian Kirk, you're, you definitely get a little bit of a benefit from having younger players in general. Um, both Mike Evans and Melvin Gordon are, you know, pushing 30 now. So that's a, you know, something to, to weigh in on and i like your your ppr you know decision i think in a in a half ppr in our standard league i'd smash mike evans he's more likely to me to get you know 14 touchdowns than any of these players so (laughs) i did think that was a really good point if it is a standard that's a tough choice because i think you know with the split that they're gonna have and assuming that they both stay healthy melvin gordon's gonna be a very valuable running back and mike evans is like Really, really valuable in a standard league for wide oh, receivers yeah. because of his touchdown upside. You're, yeah, so. if you're in a standard league, I I pro, I would lean I think, the other yeah, way. Yeah, so. full PPR league, I go the other way. The full PPR league so. makes me think, yeah, you know what? Christian Kirk's going to catch a lot of passes. Yeah, and so kind of in the half where it's split down the middle, I'll just take the Javante side because I love Javante Williams. That's, I truly believe in the talent. That's where I'm still. I think in a half PPR, I, I'm I'm leaning the Mike Evans side because of the touchdown. Uh, you know. Uh, Opportunity. prowess that he yeah, has, no. you know, yeah. that's the thing. Averages thirteen touchdowns, right? Tom Brady's <laughs> been there. I get that. Yeah, I think that's... it's a. I think this is one that you don't go wrong either way you go. I yep. I re- depending on how your team build goes, depending on where you're at in the draft position. Because if you're at the beginning of a draft, if you're one through four, sometimes Javante is not going to make it back to you. In our league, Javante would not make it back to me. At that, you know the. Two nine or wherever I'm at, you know, two seven, he won't make it back to me. Our league would someone would snatch him up, especially because ours is a keeper league. I guess I should probably put that out there too. Um, so we have a lot of players that are already taken up. Um, so oh, I guess the top wide this draft that we're doing today, guys, is so it's so fun, it's so crazy. Justin Jefferson is a keeper. Debo Samuel's a keeper. Yeah, we have two of them in the Jamar eighth. Jamar Chase is a keeper. Stephon Diggs is a keeper. We don't want to talk about the Jamar Chase one. <laughs> don't talk about that. <laughs> I messed up, you guys. I traded Jamar Chase uh, to try and win it last year, and then my team Did still you win crumbled. It? No, <laughs> no. All right, let's move on. You know to what? Did you pair. win it? I don't want to hear Our it. Draft is yeah. coming. Let's up, move so on. I said let's move on. Short episode. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna get through these last two. All right, so we got we got two more luck. here. Yeah, we got, <laughs> yeah, we got two more here. We got uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. So this one's interesting because these, I think. I think this is a close one too. So Ramondre Stevenson and Gabe Davis or Damian Harris and Chris Olave. 
And this is assuming that Damian Harris is still going ahead of Ramondre in your league because in some leagues, I've seen Ramondre creeping up. There's a lot of hype on him. I, I would go the Gabe Davis, Ramondre, Stevenson side of this. I uh, just... I think the upside with Gabe Davis is insane. That uh, you know, that Bills offense is going to be awesome. Gabe Davis is also off our board. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I only have him in one league, and it's sad. I just drafted him last night. I'm really stoked about it. He's going to trade him to me. Though. Good draft last night, boys. By the way. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, this is interesting because I really like Chris Olave, and I I think that Olave could take a huge jump this year with that offense. I really I don't know what's going on with Michael Thomas. I have no idea. And I really yeah. like Chris Olave. So you think Olave is one of those guys that like next offseason we're like, oh well he's a third round wide receiver. And he could be. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know for sure that he'll like make that that jump, yeah. you know, but I I don't know that he'll he'll end up like maybe in the third round, but I, I definitely could see us taking him fourth, fifth round next sure. year, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, this, um, this is the lowest you're going to get. Yeah. And then, and then from there, <laughs> he'll just start working his way up. I mean, he's really young. Breakout age was perfect. I mean, he's got what it takes. I'm, I've been high on him. If you ask me, he went to a great spot too. Uh, with Jameis Winston in New Orleans 100%. and we don't, you know, Sean Payton's not the head coach anymore. We don't really know what's going to happen there. It could just be the Olave show. We don't, we don't know. I am rising on Damian Harris as well. I've been talking about this a lot, that it sounds like uh, they're not really going to use a third down back, that Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson are pretty much going to split the full workload and will be kind of in on third down, just depending on who's in on the field. So um, I think you're going to see an increase in target share for Damian Harris from the, I mean, he only had like 3% last year. I think you could easily increase that to, like 6% double mm -hmm. his targets from last year. Yeah, with no more Brandon Bolden there. No Brandon Bolden, who was playing the James White role. James White is gone. So there's really not a guy there. A lot of people are excited about Stevenson with his potential in that role. And I just, I think it's probably more split than people would like. We but saw I don't think it makes both, like, I don't think it makes them not valuable. Both of these guys are going to have a ton of work. Yeah, and we saw this toward the end of last year where there was a pretty even split with Damian Harris, and Romandre Stevenson, and they both were successful. There was people playing both of them yeah. on the same team, you know, just because they had both. That. I wouldn't either, I wouldn't but either. It, it did happen last year. I mean, I don't like, I don't ever like doing that, but um, we saw the even split one full drive of Damian Harris, then one full drive of Romandre. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw that and I expect this offense to be better. Even this year, they finally got a few wide receivers in there. I think Mac Jones takes a, a jump forward a little, you know, a little bit this year, enough to at least make that offense a little I bit agree. more efficient. So. I didn't see anything out of Mac Jones last year that said he can't take a sophomore, you know, step forward. So Took him to the playoffs in his rookie year. Too, yeah. So. And Brandon Bolden had a 9% target share last year on this team. Yeah, so, so that just I goes away. They're going to, they're going to, like, they're still going to throw to the running back. It's got to be these two who are catching those passes because there's really not a lot of other options there. It might be worth noting now, too, that. Brandon Bolden's not there partially because Josh McDaniels isn't there as the OC anymore. And he took Brandon Bolden with him to the Raiders. That's yeah. true. So we don't really know if the next OC has the same philosophy about passing to the running back position, you know, 14% of the time. Yeah. So I'm going to go the Damian Harris, Chris Olave. You're Ramondre and Gabe. Josh, what are you? I'm going to go ahead and go Ramondre and Gabe too. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, I like uh, both of these running backs. Josh has to pick the Gabe Davis. I do. He's a Gabe. He's a Gabe Davis <laughs> he truther. A truther. I've been. I don't truther. know. I have been such I a high truther. I can't blame you. I, I 
love Gabe Davis. I mean, I drafted him in a rookie draft in a dynasty league. I've had him on my team for, you know, for a few years now. And everything I've seen out of the guy is, is fantastic. When he's, when he has an opportunity on the field and is getting, you know, 60% of snaps, he goes off every time. I did so much research on him, like way more than I anticipated doing on him. And I like fell even more in love with him. I had to get him in dynasty. I ended up getting him in our dynasty league because I like, finagled my way around like six mm-hmm. people to finally get him on my team it's it's worth owning him just because he's the other wide receiver the on the other side of stefan Diggs. you can't go wrong what are you gonna do mm-hmm. especially with that passing attack yeah how many times they throw yeah so anyway, that's you know that's kind of my stance on it because i don't really care if i end up with Andre stevenson or damian harris i'm kind of fading that backfield in general but uh, to me, they they look so similar to each other in in an end of season rank that I'm and they're not. both ending up with people that do zero RB. Uh, oh yeah, they're both they're both available there, and you know those rounds that you could you can or really if you pick go and choose. Heavy RB early on, and you can wait and grab one of these guys as like your third or fourth running back. Like mm-hmm. that's a pretty nice, place pretty good to depth sit. piece. Like, you're gonna feel pretty confident filling them in on bye weeks and things like that. Right. If something did happen to one of them. Like Ooh. then they they are gonna get the workload. I mean, yeah, the that's other one really will have valuable. A massive <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, all right, let's hop into uh, this. Is a fun one. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Uh, AJ Dillon has been the the off season darling, uh, rising for a lot of people. Uh, Aaron Jones has obviously been huge for a lot of people with the mm-hmm. vacated targets there. So this is Aaron a fun Jones one. has been my off season darling. Yeah. But I also understand the AJ Dillon hype. I love it. Um, I want to just cut in here and give my opinion. <laughs> uh, AJ Dillon is still at a reasonable price, I think. And so, yeah, where the where we're, the the guys that we're looking at around here, it's hard for me to take my eye off AJ Dillon just because you get such a good value. So if you take have to take him in the fifth, if you're going to take AJ Dillon, yeah. He's the fifth is still a valuable. That. That's still a good place. So we've to... got CD Lamb and AJ Dillon, or and I'm going to give you two wide receivers here: Aaron Jones and Michael Thomas, or Aaron Jones and Amon Ross St. Brown. Which of those would you rather go with? So I'm I'm personally way higher on Amon Ra than I am on Michael Thomas at this point. So I'm going to consider that it's Aaron Jones and Amon Ra St. Brown who I'd be drafting or CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Dillon. My goodness, is that a tough decision to make. <laughs> is this a PPR league? Yes, PPR. Assuming PPR again. Okay, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones and Amon Ra because I think Aaron Jones has a slightly higher target share than A.J. Dillon does in that offense. And I think Amon Ra is going to have a really high target share for Detroit, which is which is why I'm so high on him. Um, so that's the side. I'm, but it's close. I love AJ Dillon. I think he's a great value. And CD Lamb is all. I mean, his target share at yeah, you want Dallas talk, offense is going to be massive. Want to talk some target so share? It's so hard. That's this is the, the hardest decision for it's me. It's another one play. where you can't lose if you ask me. Um, no, you really can't. I would love to have all and you know any of these, like any two of these. I've really got my my chips in on Aaron Jones this off season, so I'm gonna go ahead and and stick to my guns and take the Aaron Jones Almond Ross St. Brown side. But man, I do feel like I could regret that if uh, if AJ Dillon ends up with 
you know, the majority of the touchdowns out of the backfield. And then CD lamb has a, you know, wide receiver three season, which could happen. He could have 150, 160 targets. I mean, it's, yep. That, that, that's an interesting one to me. Honestly, yeah, I want to hear what Brandon has to say about this. Honestly, in in PPR, in a full PPR, I would have to go the Aaron Jones side. Yeah, uh, just because I think both of those, I think Amon Ra, I would go Amon Ra over Michael Thomas because, like I said, if you said that to somebody two years ago, they would (laughs) they would say you're crazy. Um, Definitely, no, he wasn't. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. and so, yeah, that's that's for sure. But I would definitely go um, with the the Amon Ra Aaron Jones side. Just I think Amon Ra. I agree. I'm a little bit higher there with you on the, the target share as well. I think Ceedee Lamb's going to be fantastic. I mean, don't get me wrong. I there's a very good chance he finishes in the top five, even top three. Um, and uh, so, you know, that could be an interesting one too. Um, we're gonna do one more. Uh, and, um, we're going to do one more here. We're going to talk about cam Akers and Daryl Henderson and where they're going. Um, so, so part of the hard part here is deciding which wide receiver to consider with cam Akers because right before him is Michael Pittman and right after is Terry McLaurin. And I feel like that's the teardrop. Let's assume that people reach for Pittman though. Okay. Um, so Akers say, or Mc- Akers Akers? McLaurin. Or McLaurin, you can draft there, and then later. Henderson I was even thinking really late. So Acres, so Henderson and McLaurin. I was thinking Henderson, and to me, I like Mike Williams more than. Ooh yeah. Ooh. That's than Terry McLaurin, and then according to ADP, you can still get Mike Williams probably. <laughs> maybe, maybe a lot of people, especially in our league. Oh yeah. I mean, Arley, he's a keeper, but you know, and then, and, and with Henderson, then you'd have like Cam Akers and like Julio Jones, MVS, um, right around there. So, so Akers and MV, we'll go Akers, MVS or Julio and Henderson and Mike Williams. So to me, this one's an easy one. It's a smash. This, gonna, this one's an easy one. Yeah, it's the Henderson Mike Williams side. I'm right there with you. hundred percent. No, it doesn't matter to me if it's PPR or well. standard either. I think Mike Williams, you know, is so much better of a pick there than Cam Akers. It, it's crazy. Yeah. Please. And if Pittman's there and you're thinking about taking Akers, that's a smash of Pittman. Oh, uh yeah. If you if Pittman is on the board and you're like, oh, maybe I should go running back. Don't pivot there. Go, go Pittman for sure in the, in that position. Yeah. I mean, even, even to me, I would even still probably go Henderson and Terry McLaurin over Cam Akers and MBS. I'm worried about Terry McLaurin. I've always been worried. He was going to be one of my keepers and that's why I, I, I went away from him. You bailed. I mean, he's, he's never finished above wide receiver 20. It's really hard to put any kind of trust in that Washington offense. I mean, every piece there seems to have so many question marks around yep. them. You've got Carson Wentz at quarterback, who's the ultimate question mark in the NFL. Um, <laughs> you've got, you know, you've got um, Antonio Gibson. You've got uh, JD McKissick, who's going to take the passing down role, yep. but really doesn't get a lot of work. Otherwise you've got, they used early draft capital to draft Jahan Dotson. 
and that He's, gives questions. He looks like to, the wide receiver too. Yeah, and that gives questions to if he takes away targets from Terry McLaurin, and if there's even targets to really go around there. If that offense can get moving. And then everybody was excited about Brian Robinson. And now, of course, you know, he's he was shot. And so he's injured. He's starting the year on the pup, I believe. And yep. he'll miss at least the first four weeks. So. Which just incredible that he's even like still ready to pursue this athletic, you know, career at, yeah, after been, being shot in the leg and butt. I'm really rooting for the guy. I hope Me he too. comes back. I'm probably, you know, like. If you have an IR spot and you want to take him in the last round, I know it sounds callous to talk about fantasy football when we're talking about a guy who, you know, is lucky to be alive at this point. But um, that's the like what we do on this podcast is talk about fantasy football. So, you know, he's I, if you can draft him with your last round pick and throw him on your IR, it yeah. might be worth keeping around. Um, otherwise, like if I don't have an IR spot, I'm probably not drafting him. I don't know how much I'm really rising on Gibson with the news that, Robinson's going to be out for four weeks because I I don't think they want him to be on the field. If, he comes, all if the Robinson time. comes back, I think Gibson loses his job. Again. <laughs> I think so. I too. think it's only a matter of time unless he comes out on fire in those first four weeks, doesn't fumble the ball. We really have you know. no time frame for Brian Robinson we coming don't. back though, because there's just like so few things that have happened like this to really try and and figure out how long he's going to be out. So it's really yeah. an unknown right now. You know, another question mark with them too is: Is their defense good? We never know. We thought it was, and then it was two years ago, and then last year it was awful. But injuries with like happen. The same pieces, yeah. just way more injuries. Yep. And they play on what the worst field in the NFL. Yeah, that's so. injuries happen to Washington, <laughs> just like the the Ravens. They play on a terrible field. They happen a lot to those teams. So to wrap up this episode, <laughs> I'm going to throw you guys on the spot here and ask you a quick question since this is our last episode before most drafts are done. Okay. I want you half point PPR. Give me your thoughts on not even looking at your rankings. No idea off the top of your head. Top five running backs. Go. CMC. Okay. Jonathan Taylor. Derek Henry. Dalvin Cook. Austin Eckler. Mine, mine is very similar. It's going to go CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. Okay. So mine is close to all that too. CMC, Taylor, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley. Okay. Hey, yo, I a Barkley in there. Saquon. I think if Saquon stays healthy, just like CMC, I don't see how he can't get himself back into a position to be battling for one of those top five spots. And it's I, nothing against Eckler either, but that's just where I'm at. I think at six, I would take Camaro over Barkley. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's just me. I oh, like, man, that's a tough one. That's I a, like Camaro over Barkley. I'm probably the lowest on Barkley of, of the three of us. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's due to probably owning him in a dynasty league. And uh, the deal is it's great when it's great, and it's so, so bad when it's so, so bad. So and sometimes that. it has nothing to do with how healthy he is. It's the Giants are really, really, really bad. Okay, let's do let's do one more before we end it. Top five wide receivers: Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Diggs, um, and Debo Jamar Chase. All right, uh, that's that's interesting. I like that. Okay, what do you got? I got uh, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup is my one two also. 
And then um, you said digs that digs that at digs at three is makes sense to me. That's where I'm drafting him in a lot of spots. If I'm drafting at like the the nine or the ten position, I'm taking digs over uh, even if Jamar Chase is there. I actually like when people take Chase because then I can it usually pushes a running back down to me, and I'm lower on Chase than a lot of people. So after digs, ooh, it's tough because I I think there's a good chance Devonte Adams finishes five, but four is is it could be Jamar Chase and I'm low on him. So that's where I'm, I have trouble, but I like Debo there. That's a good call. Um, I'm going to throw you all off. God, I don't know. What do you got? Jefferson and cup. My one, two Diggs is my three. I do have Devonte Adams as my four. It pains me to say that but he's so good. And my number five is Cortland Sutton. Cause he's a Homer. Nope. <laughs> He's number six. No, uh, <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr. Woo! Pittman, I am planting that flag right Liar. now. I had to get it in before the season started. I had to put you a flag in. Draft Pittman. I had to put a flag in. The second round, you nope, can probably I, get him. I like the value the where you're getting him at. I really do. But I think he's gonna. I I just think he's gonna take that leap this year. That's Brandon's guy. That is my guy. I have got him in almost every single league that I have drafted this year, and I have him in all my dynasty leagues. How sad are you going to be when Matt Ryan's noodle arm can't get it done? I'm going to cry, but you know what? (laughs) I am. I'm just. I'm planting that flag right now. I wanted to do it before the before the season started because I wanted to everyone to have it on record that I said that Pitten was going to be. I'm going to laugh all the way to the bank when Naheem Hines gets a ton of targets. (laughs) That would be. I like that would pain me, but I really do like Pitten. So. All right, we're getting Me too, too close to draft time. We yeah. are we're gonna have to wish you guys good luck, luck. guys. We will have episodes coming out dealing with in season. We'll be doing waiver wire. We'll yeah, be doing yeah. uh, you know weekly review. Look so. for Wednesday. This Wednesday, we're gonna drop our uh, our uh, player rankings for this week. We're gonna go through our running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Uh, rankings for this week yeah. be able to drop uh you know where we think players are at it's it's going to change week to week and then um after sunday night games maybe monday we'll drop our um waiver or we'll do them tuesday morning our waiver our waiver drops so we're going to have a lot of in-season content so keep an eye out make sure to follow us on twitter at best coast ff you can find me at bcff underscore brandon you can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan and me at BCFF underscore Josh. And it's worth saying, cause I care about you guys. Please be safe this Labor Day weekend. Definitely please. And have fun drafting. If you have not drafted yet, we love you all. Thank you guys so much.